0: A school bus driver shortage forced children to take a field trip in a stripper bus. A car with a free sign on it was taken by two men. They discovered something odd in the trunk. And the world black pudding throwing championships are back, guys. These are the weird stories for Tuesday on Weird AF News. The only daily weird news podcast recorded in a closet. Yeah, by a guy with blue eyes. A school bus driver shortage in Boston forced students to have to ride a party bus on a recent field trip. This story is going to be featuring a Boston accent. Buyer beware. Students in Boston rode a party bus, complete with a stripper pole and neon lights, on a field trip due to the ongoing national bus driver shortage. Did you guys know there was a bus driver shortage? Yeah, no one wants to drive buses. You know why? COVID. Also, kids suck. 11th grade language teacher, Jim Myers, he's at the Brook Chatter School in Boston. He's he's quoted as saying, hey, you know, it's a funny story, but there actually is a real bus shortage around here. And it speaks to major flaws in our education system. This in no way is a reflection of anyone involved in planning the school field trip. We were trying to have a fun day with the kids. And by the way, that's exactly what happened. You know, the chatter bus fell through. And when you promise hundreds of kids a fun day, On a field trip with their advisories. Well, you know what? You do what you can to make that shit happen. School bus drivers don't grow on on trees, you know. They're highly trained at what they do. It's hard enough to take care of their own kids. Never mind 72 kids on a regular basis. What are you, out of your mind? Sadly, many school districts in Boston are suffering a lack of bus drivers. Uh, Overall, 300 drivers are short at the beginning of this school year. I don't mean the drivers are short. I mean they're short three hundred. Maybe the drivers are short. I don't know. I'm not going to judge bus drivers. Maybe they're short. Maybe they're tall. Uh, You shouldn't discriminate when you're hiring bus drivers. You should hire short and tall bus drivers, in my opinion. Uh, And you know they can be good drivers. They they don't they can just be sort of good drivers. You know it's a bus driver. You know you don't have to have the best for that. (laughs) Kidding, guys. No, you should hire the best drivers, right? You shouldn't have any DUIs, which means there's probably nobody. Uh, that's uh, qualified to be a bus driver in Florida at all. Uh, Kicking Florida while they're down. Okay, so they are 300 drivers short for the beginning of the school year. Drivers are still concerned about COVID. Uh, they recently posted a picture of the bus with the students on board. This is the party bus that they took on a field trip, but which, by the way, has stripper poles. <laughs> this is a field trip that children will never forget. Uh, did they get a stripper? You could probably hire a stripper a lot easier than you can hire a bus driver in Boston right now. <laughs> Maybe. What about a bus driver slash, slash stripper combo? What about that? She pulls up to a light. Do you remember the 21st night of September? And she's on the pole. Then the light turns green. She's back behind the wheel. By the way, I chose that song by Earth, Wind, and Fire because today is the 21st night of September. Aren't I amazing? You're welcome. I got another quote from this Myers teacher guy. He says, uh, you know, the kids, they didn't really care about the bus so much. Yeah, it's a lot of great planning by a lot of great people made for a fantastic day. You know, people should call their local elected officials, by the way, and demand some structural investments in the education system. This is very sad that we're taking a bus with stripper poles to on a field trip. You ought to pay your bus drivers as well. Pay f- facilities and operations staff a competitive salary and benefits. Whatever you think is enough, double it. We need people. We need help. The kids need help. I like this guy a lot. This is a total Bostonian for you. He just tells you what he thinks. He doesn't care. Put a microphone in the face of a Bostonian and you get, oh, they spit out the truth. They don't give a damn who's listening. Now, every dark cloud has a silver lining. What's the dark cloud, Jonesy? Well, the dark cloud is the sad situation that we don't spend enough money. We don't spend enough resources on education for our children which are the foundation of our culture and you should invest as much as you can to have a strong foundation going forward because we clearly we have a lot of problems that need to be solved by very smart people I'm not smart enough, smart enough to solve these problems I'm hoping the children will be able to uh, so that's the dark cloud what's the silver lining well you know some of these kids are probably going to grow up to be amazing strippers because of this experience <laughs> two men found a free car They drove off with it, of course, and then they had the shock of their life by what was in the trunk. For a certain type of person, a a car that has a sign that reads, free car, is very appealing. And uh, as expected, when this car was on the side of a road in Jackson, Mississippi, free car, keys inside, two men drove off in it. They later found a surprise. In the trunk, a dead body. Oh, yes, a dead body. This isn't a Halloween prank, guys. This is a real dead body in the real trunk of a free car. Shocking. Let's get some details. The city of Byram is where the two men found the car. It was parked on the side of a road not far from a junkyard. The car was confirmed to be at that location by a police officer who spotted it Saturday morning. And then, again, Saturday night. The two men came across the car Sunday morning. The sign, free car, keys inside, was enough for them to just jump in. And they drove it to a family member's home. The free car. Didn't search it, just drove to a family member's home. Hey, here we are. You guys ready to go to church? Yeah, don't, don't look in the back. <laughs> they drove a dead body onto the property of a relative. Thanks, guys. Glad to have you on a Sunday. At the family member's home, they discovered the nude body of a 34-year-old male victim in the trunk. It's terrible. Apparently, the car belonged to the victim. The victim was last spotted alive on a security camera as late as 9 p.m. on Friday. He was identified via tattoos and confirmed by his immediate family. Uh, An autopsy will be conducted to figure out just how the car owners died. How did he get in the back of the trunk? Did he die in the trunk? That's a strange place to spend a weekend. But if you take enough drugs, especially drugs that you might find in the Mississippi outback, you might find yourself inside your own trunk. This reminds me of a joke that an old comic used to do back in Boston. He used to say, I'm half Irish and half Italian, so I get wasted and wake up in my own trunk. Hey! Now, the manager of the nearby junkyard told the media that he passed by that car several times and suspected something might be up with it. (laughs) You suspected? Why, because of the sign that says free car on the (laughs) sign? Why didn't you call the police? (laughs) He didn't expect a body, that's for damn sure. He says, uh, here's a quote from the junkyard guy. Well I never stopped, I never looked or anything, but I knew it was kinda unusual. I figured somebody was driving down here to sell it. You know. I got a junkyard, we buy we buy cars, bunches of cars. I figured somebody was driving down to sell it to me and it quit on them or something, didn't quite make it just never dawned on me that something like that would go on. I wish I would've looked into it further. I might have you know, I might have might have been able to help me a little bit further with it, but I just never stopped and looked at it. I just I never did. If I had stopped and looked at it, I probably would have tripped. I would have probably flipped out if I had stopped and seen something like that. I mean, a dead body in the trunk, I never thought I'd see something like that. And I own a junkyard, man. People try to put bodies here. I don't approve. I don't accept cars with bodies in the trunk. No, sirree. Nope, nope. I won't do it. Uh, I'm going to end this with a little advice. It's always a good idea to approach a free car with suspicion, guys. Uh, Just, that doesn't happen in life. You don't get a gift like that. You must search the entire vehicle if you're ever given a free car. Just, at, at the least, look in the trunk. I would expect maybe there may be even some drugs in there. I want to make sure there's nothing in there. No contraband, no paraphernalia. And of course you want to look for dead bodies. The World Black Pudding Throwing Championships are back in the UK. Hundreds of people traveled from across the country to be part of this symbolic tradition. It has its origins in the War of the Roses, in fact. Competitors attempt to dislodge giant Yorkshire puddings from a 20-foot-high plinth by throwing black puddings. I had to look up the word plinth. It uh, means pedestal. Uh, I don't know why you... Everybody in the UK has got to use these old school words. Can we upgrade our language over there, please? You're living in the 14th century. When's the last time you've called it a plinth? Are you okay? These festivities were canceled last year because of COVID. Ooh, so many people wanted to play with the black pudding. Weren't able to. Very unfortunate. So many people wanting to throw black pudding, which sounds like a fun day. Throwing puddings. I'll throw Jello too. I don't discriminate. I'll throw any dessert. Tiramisu. I'll throw something like... Well, what would seem like a better throwing item that's a dessert? What about an eclair or a cannoli? I feel like I could throw an eclair very far. I would love to participate in the Yorkshire pudding toss or whatever this is called. (laughs) Now, participants paid one pound for three attempts to dislodge as many puddings as they could from two ledges high up on a scaffolding. This was set up outside the Oaks Pub on Bridge Street in a place called Ramsbottom. Ramsbottom. (laughs) Hey. Ramsbottom. Hilarious. Even your city names are still from the 1200s. Get with it, guys. The fee of one pound has not changed since 1984. Early on, a number of people managed to dislodge four total puddings with several people tied at the top of the leaderboard, just in case you're wondering how it went down. Who won the pudding toss, guys? (laughs) I wouldn't even throw them. I'd just sit down and eat them. Wash it down with some delicious warm beer. Children participated as well. As young as three years old, children lined up with pensioners to give it a try. Throw in some black pudding. It's a great time. People had traveled from Norwich, Bristol, even Leicestershire. They traveled all the way from Leicestershire. Here's a quote from Will from Manchester. He said, Well, it is a lot harder than it looks as you're only allowed to use an underarm technique. I think there must be a perfect way of doing it. I mean, anyone who can knock off four has done great, in my opinion. Someone named Jesse was just happy to watch the pudding throws. You know, we've been here all day. It's just wonderful to be out here again. So much fun. People watching. Watching people. Watching the people throw puddings. I just love to watch people throw puddings. Didn't get to last year because of COVID. It's such a good time. I just... I've been waiting. I've had a yearning to watch people throw the puddings. I can't throw myself, you know. I had Tommy John surgery last fall. I just can't really seem to throw anymore. I just, I injured it throwing other desserts a couple of years ago. We had a strawberry shortcake throwing tossing contest. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, only half of that quote was accurate. The uh, Pudding Championship, which commemorates Lancastrians who repelled raiding parties from Yorkshire during the War of the Roses, has, has been organized by the Stubbins Community Trust since 1984. This event commemorates a group of people who repelled raiding parties? This is what you chose? To- <laughs> well, hey guys, do you remember the time that we fought off that raid? Ah, we should have a, some sort of activity that commemorates it. Anybody have any ideas? Well, all right, how about if we throw some pudding at other puddings that are up on a ledge? You try and knock off the puddings. (laughs) Well, uh, very nice suggestion, Nigel. I don't know what that has to do with uh, battling a raid, but uh, we'll put that down on the maybe list. (laughs) So bizarre. Why don't you just have some jello wrestling with women in bikinis while you're at it? Like, this makes no sense. It's not related to a war that I can think of. Like, it's just such a strange activity. No, I mean, let the record show I I support it because it's weird and I would love to participate or at least see it. That sounds like a good time. I would get so wasted with a bunch of people throwing puddings. That seems like a great time. And who knows, maybe a pudding fight among people would break out by the end of the day. You know, because they love to booze it up over there. I'm I'm sure someone hit someone with a black pudding in the side of the head. And it was on, man. It was on. Oh, wait. Hold on, guys. I did some further research. I had to. It says here, the custom is believed to derive from an incident when the two sides allegedly resorted to throwing food at one another when their ammunition ran out. <laughs> Black pudding was thrown by the Lancashire troops, while Yorkshire puddings were thrown by their counterparts. They had two different kinds of puddings thrown at each other. I can't believe this is a real historical event. This is fascinating. Wow, I really learned something right there. Did you? Here I am making fun of it. Like, How'd you come up with this? Well, because it's actually historically accurate. It's actually what happened. It was a fight to the death using puddings, apparently. And now, some phone calls from the angry Florida man.
1: Oh, Jonesy, that is some bullshit. Ooh. Elixir of life. That lady just been licking the wrong side of a hallucinogenic toad. Oh, hey, Jonesy. My my cousin was calling me the other day. I couldn't really make out what he was saying, but he was telling me something about this weirdo weaver who come running up and down the hallways of his apartment building while it was on fire yelling That vampiro ain't my hero? Save my wife, drop your knife? I don't know. Jonesy, sometimes things rhyme and they don't necessarily have to go together. Thank you. All right, Jonesy. Let, let, let's, let's get this straight. There's a man, he thinks he's being chased by dinosaurs, tries to jump through the window of this lady's house. She shoots him, she don't kill him. He's saying, hey, I'm running from din- He lives in Florida, man. We got pythons and alligators. I'm sorry, those are freaking dinosaurs. You know, you know, Jonesy. maybe that fella, Mark, maybe he got one of them lawnmower .02- uh, public care, public mowers, you know, and he was just like no one wanted to see, so he just showed them. Oh, hey, Mark, it must still be fun when there's real life toll workers, and and, and you can still flash your Johnson at them, because after all, you know, you drive through one of them easy passes, you got to wait for your, uh you know, you to wait for the photo to come through the mail or, however they do it, man, I, I just don't know how they work with the easy pass. How, how how do you expose yourself to an easy pass?
0: Guys, do any of you live in the UK? Do you guys, can you guys tell me the difference between the those two puddings? I'm curious. Could you mail them to me, maybe? That would be really cool. This is the outro of the show, by the way. Thanks for making it all the way to the finish line. I'm going to read a nice little message I got on YouTube uh, by the username Arcanine Espion. which is, uh, I read a, I tried to read a, a message from them last week. And uh, so I got a new message from them him or her, her or he, she, they. Well, I just experienced an emotional roller coaster courtesy of Jonesy. I had the shock of hearing my name read on a podcast. And then my username was complimented, I think, by our enigmatic host. Hooray! Jonesy then began to read my comment, only to apparently deem it unreadable and move on. Now I'm kept awake by the existential dread of questioning my own ability to speak English. With no hope left of falling back to sleep before my alarm in 20 minutes, the only comment I ever remember making on this channel basically boiled down to, quote, That story happened in my hometown, which is pretty weird. No strings of curse words or lurid descriptions of sex, leading me to believe that Jonesy found it to be unintelligible for some other reason. I thought I had been fluently speaking English for the past 18 years. I don't know what went went wrong. I hope this time my comment was readable enough for Mr. Jones's standards. you know what i love about this uh this comment that it's so snarky it's so sarcastic it's <laughs> i just love it this is very good writing by the way arcanine espion i love your command of the english language i don't know why i, I didn't get through it I, I can't remember and i'm not going to go back and click on it and try and find it but i, I assume it was like long and uh, i just probably wasn't in the mood <laughs> although this one was pretty long and i was but i was in the mood i loved it i love what you wrote here this was good you made fun of me but you also lifted me up in, in a way you made fun of yourself, but also, you know, saved face as well. I just, I love this kind of humor. You sound like a very, very reasonable individual. Someone I would love to have some pudding with. <laughs> pudding, yeah. Why not? Guinness and Pudding. Who's with me, guys? Then a very long nap. Uh, if you guys want to write to me, my email is funnyjones at gmail.com. Uh, and uh, I'm on all the platforms, by the way. This, uh, So I got this comment from Arcanine Espeon, is on uh, YouTube. So the, the podcast is on YouTube, but it's everywhere. Tell a friend, anyone who has a podcast listener, when they say to you, hey, what podcast are you listening to? What do you recommend? You can, you can safely say Weird AF News. They're going to have it on their podcast player. Or you can tell smart speakers to play it as well. And just tell Alexa or any of these places. They, everybody can play it. So that's the good news. So tell a friend. If you'd like to support the show with a little bit of uh, dough, you know, if you want to buy Jonesy a cup of coffee a month, that's, pretty, that's a pretty good way to spend your dough, I think. Especially if you listen five days a week. Why not? give me, me caffeinated, guys. You are contributing to the creation of this. You are contributing to the fuel that then turns into the creation of this. Uh, uh, what, it, what it is, I don't know. <laughs> We're try- still trying to figure that out. But the Patreon is patreon.com slash news, Or you can download the Patreon app anywhere and then uh, look for Weird AF News on there and, and join that way. Or go to weirdafnews.com as well. Support the show. I want to thank you all for being here. And uh, if you'd like to call the show the number 6464502012 as always.